that hey what's happening everybody welcome to film junkie live it is wednesday it is hump day let's get the hump in it is august 2nd that's right guys hopefully you guys are doing well hopefully you guys are having a good hump day good wednesday let's talk about some of the madness that happened today who who knew this was going to be coming about today but my god especially with all the strikes and everything happening which we're going to talk about still We'll talk a little sag after and the people donating, which is good. That's what needs to happen. And Stephen Amell, shut the fuck up. All right. Of course, we're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 3 and Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, Gal, uh, you know, whatever. It, we get it, right? And then, of course, um, some other things when it comes to the DCU and what's happening with all that. We'll talk about all that, of course. And then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I'm seeing tomorrow. So what's going on, guys? All right, we got X-Fire. Sorry if I was pronouncing it wrong before. I tend to do that. Do you think this will be a completely rebooted Wonder Woman with zero ties to the DCEU? Like a full reintroduction? Just happens to be the same actress type of thing? Uh, I mean, you could always, like, uh, well, we'll talk about it, but you can always approach it maybe even to, like, a... I mean, look at Hugh Jackman. It's not like we haven't seen this before. Hugh Jackman, his stuff's been... If you think about his Wolverine, it's been redone, you know, revamped a couple of times. I understand why, Mr. Nobody, I understand why Elon rebranded Twitter to X. His Tesla car models are ST and X. Yeah, and then he got SpaceX. He's just obsessed with X. It just doesn't doesn't have a flow to it. That's for damn sure. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. Patrick, Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman, if DCU bomb, I see Blue Beetle... I go long day, keep Peacemaker and Waller TV show. There you go. What he said. All right. Let me turn that off and turn that off. All right. Who else is out there? We got Mama Film Junkie here. Hi, Mom. Love you. Uh, we'll see you this weekend because somebody has a birthday coming up. Okay. Just, what? I, don't, I didn't say anything. Fear Jason. What's going on? What's going on, Fear Jason? And we got Jason McKenzie right here. Hey, helping out that pirate ship as he does. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, if I had a drink, I would raise it. Well, I have a I have a buble right here, so I'll I'll raise this up. And here you go. Cheers. No booze in it or anything like that. Um, that's a chaser. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, but thank you, Jason McKenzie. You're always uh, helping out the pirate ship. I appreciate it. Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. And uh, much appreciated for that super chat right there. Helps out the channel because I try to take whatever I make with the channel and try to reinvest into the channel. It's what I like to do. So we got Niner for Life. What's going on, sir? Joey Henderson. Good to see you. Howdy, howdy. Stephanie T is here. Good to see you. All right. Who else we got? We got JD McGray. Always great to see you, too. We got Lane right here. Hey, he's been a member for eight months. Cool. Dave, another Wednesday, and James Gunn lies still. Did James Gunn kick your dog or something like that, Lane? It seems like he, like, hurt you deeply. He hurt you deeply. You know, he really did, apparently. Aaron Bailey, what's up, sir? Good to see ya. Always good to see you, my friend. We got Cortez. Is this legitimate, or is this 
just something Gal uh, is hoping for to happen. Well, we're going to talk about that for sure. We'll be talking about that. He should have uh, rebooted. Yeah, that's what we'll talk about too. Brian Scull Scully right here. I'm keeping, uh, I'm keeping pretty well. Hopefully you are too. Hopefully you are too. We got Eric Patterson right here. We got Clay Thallion. I think too many are blindly loving or hating on Gunn for uh, his seemingly disjointed DC plans to make sense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much what it looks like. I mean, there are, like, again, you got people, like, you got the lanes in the world that just can't, that, that when the mention of his name or the look on, or even seeing his face just enrages. And then you got the people who are like, oh, my God, he's going to save everything. He's going to save cinema. There's just all this stuff. There's so many different, yeah, there's different ways to, to factor it. I, I hate, I hate the extreme. I don't like the extremes on both sides. To me, I'm just like, just see what happens. I'm going to see what happens kind of guy. But yeah, this uh, this news today was just like, what the hell? Really? But, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, t we'll go to the footage and we'll break it all down, right, you know, when it comes to all that. But yes, guys, thank you for, of course, uh, clicking in on the stream. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that like, thumbs up. Share it if you'd like to as well. Sharing helps. If you want to support the channel, you know, there's Super Chats. There's a members-only stream, which, of course, I do after every Wednesday stream. So we'll do another. We'll do, be doing one after this stream. And, then, of course, the Patreon, which I did post a podcast. I posted uh, I posted a, um, a pretty lengthy self-pod last night. I was just like, you know, I, was, I had a lot. There was a lot of things I was, like, talking about when it came to all the alien UFO stuff. The Vegas trip, which Miss Nighthawk... Miss Steph's right there. She uh, just entered. She just entered right now. And uh, the challenges that we had to get to and fro from Vegas. There were some, you know, there were some challenges that were just like, really? You know, <laughs> just things, things that happened. So talked about that, all the alien UFO stuff, more stuff about Zack Snyder and Blue Beetles. If you want to go check that out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So we also got RJ here, too. Um, do I still have the chat bot box open? No, I don't. So, all right. But thank you guys for joining. Let's get to the tweets already, eh? Let's get to the tweets, and then of course we'll look at the we'll look at the poll. Like again, that's why I made the joke at the opening. I'm like, yeah, I, I posted the poll about the the whole thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, people are gonna have arguments under this thing. So, but hey, let's start off with a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful GIF from BBS right here that uh, Snyder first gifts. If you're not following them, do yourself a favor, DCF United, and he just posted right there. Of course, I made it, I, I was like, yes, you know, I posted this gift. Now kiss, now kiss. Did you guys see this shit? Who knew? Who suspected, uh, it surprises me right here, but who suspected that Lizzo might be a piece of shit? <laughs> I sure as hell didn't. Did you guys hear about Lizzo getting, like, uh, backup dancers or accusing her for sexual harassment, hostile work environment, and body shaming? Yeah, you know, I mean, let's face it. One of the things that I've always noticed about certain celebrities and entertainers, oh, yeah, they say practice what I preach, but, you know, you know, don't preach what I practice or whatever. What, what's the uh, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing? But, yeah, if you actually read, you went down the rabbit hole of this whole thing, I mean, again, they're accusations. They all might not be true. Again, you have to go through that process and all that stuff. But it's just, it doesn't shock me because you hear, like, the story. I mean, look at, like, like Ellen or, you know, you hear about these 
celebrities or these entertainers that are like, hey, when they are up in front of everything and trying to get all the clout and stuff like that, they're dancing, they're shaking, they're like, hey, I'm a cool person, but behind the scenes, they're a piece of shit. And apparently, you know, a lot of, I would say like probably 80% of the celebrities that preach out a bunch of stuff when it comes to social situations don't actually give a shit. They just do it because they play the game. But yeah, it's a pretty crazy story. Pretty pr crazy story when it comes to this. So I wasn't surprised to hear this because I'm like, oh yeah, would not be surprised. Just pretty crazy. I like this. I like this poster right here. We got a Blue Beetle poster. He's the first superhero in his family. I like that. It's a good tagline. I like the fact that he's got the cap and gown, graduating, and then, of course, being in the costume. It's good. I already know a lot of people are just going to be, you know, they're just going to compare it to, obviously, Spider-Man. But, hey, it looks pretty cool. I thought this was a pretty cool poster, to be honest. That's pretty cool, too. Michael Keaton, Batman. Victor Garcia. Good job. Good job. Keep on going. We'll talk about all that. Apparently, okay, so we got Daniel RPK, which, you know, scooper, so take it with a grain of salt. I always said, though, Daniel RPK, maybe, you know, he seems like a lot of the stuff that he gets seems to be a little bit more legit. I just hate the fact that he is, like, partially owns Fandom Wire or something like that. I don't know. He's always pushing up Fandom Wire, which they post clickbait bullshit a lot see it a lot so i was like yeah why do you do that but whatever but according to him matt smith has reportedly been offered the role of reed richards in marvel's fantastic four this was pre-strike of course naturally matt smith who of course was in morbius so i mean obviously i don't think anybody wants to consider morbius canon but i'm like all right huh can i see matt smith be uh a reed richards yeah maybe I mean, he's got, he's tall, lengthy, he seems like he's intelligent. You put those, you know, the gray, the gray sides, the salt and pepper uh, sides on his, uh, you know, on the sides of his hair right there. I think it could probably work, but uh, I don't know. How are we feeling about this, huh? How are we feeling about this? Are we feeling like Matt Smith could be something? Could be, could be a Reed Richards here, a Mr. Fantastic? I also uh, heard, too, that something about, like, that Sue Storm's going to be more the central character, not Reed so much. It's more going to be about Sue Storm than Reed. So that would be interesting, you know, take that approach. But, I mean, it's going to be, should just be centralized with the whole entire group. But who knows what's going on with this. I remember there was another scooper that actually said something about the the definitive team that they wanted, which was the driver, Robbie, and I forgot the other two. But again, what I said before was the price tags are way too high on dri driver and Robbie, especially now. Robbie's price tag is shooting through the roof right now. Her value just went up because of Barbie. So Marvel Studios is not going to be paying a bunch of money again a lot of these studios and a lot of these actors are going to have to consider not taking such a big salary that's going to be a new thing after all these strikes happen is the price tags on these on these actors are going to go down as well which they should because sometimes it's a little freaking ridiculous it's like come on spread the love spread the love i mean the price tag on the price tag on robbie and gosling shot up obviously because of barbie the price tag on tom cruise has gone down because dead reckoning well it just kind of it got released before barbenheimer and then all of a sudden now look what happened dead reckoning might not even make a half a billion which sucks because i love that movie it was great it's fantastic it might be you know it's one of my favorite movies of the year so 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so, RJ. Yeah, he did 65, and that didn't do well either, but I think it was just the Star Wars money, the Star Wars, but his price tag is still, you know, kind of up there, but yeah, 65, yeah, you, you bring up a good point, even though I enjoyed that movie, too. I thought it was decent, even though I didn't like how it ended. Um, yeah, it's, it's, but the Robbie, there's, yeah, Robbie's price tag, way up, for sure. And I think, I, I mean, and good for Driver for actually turning it down. It's like, now, okay, you were just, you were in Star Wars, you don't want to be in Marvel now, you know, maybe not, I don't know. All right, keeping going on. Oh, yeah, this, this was, uh, so, Zack Snyder was interviewed recently, um, I forgot exactly, uh, yeah, I had it on the tweets down below, but, uh, he uh, read the interview. He actually uh, was interviewed talking about a lot about Sucker Punch. And uh, this is just uh, what Screen Rant took from that interview, talking about Zack Snyder still plans on releasing the director's cut of one of his most polarizing movies, despite complications over the film's film rights. So it just kind of got brought up again. And I'm like, well, the last time that Zack was on the vodka stream, well, he said that though was... Um, with Sucker Punch. Happy anniversary for Sucker, Sucker Punch. Punch. We're still waiting for that director's cut. I do, I gotta, talk to them. I gotta talk to them and get on that. Yes, please. There's a, lot, there's a lot of gems in there that no one's ever seen, so. Just some weirdo, I gotta Seriously. ask Wes, there's just some weirdo TV thing like where they had to let the, like if you had exclusive rights to, the, to it for your TV channel, you wouldn't, if I came out with a director's cut, it would make that worth less. Oh. Like, because not not worthless, but worth maybe possibly less. So you could say that the what you paid then for the original product was then somehow diminished by what we're doing. So and I don't know. That that's not what you explained to me. I don't know if that's true. See? So, yeah, that was brought up again. So I was just like, oh, yeah, that's what he said on there. And I was like, yeah, there we go. So hopefully we still eventually is going to get that. So, you know, we got that hashtag. Release the Snyder Punch. Release the Snyder Punch. And then we got Sholo Marijuana right here that, uh, you know, this doesn't break the rules. I mean, it sucks that he can't promote his movie right now. It's a big, huge movie and everything. He's holding like a, a movie camera right there. Old school? A little bit. But his sister posted this right here. So this is his sister. Obviously, they're in New York City, Times Square. And we got, of course, all the uh, the posters up for Blue Beetle. As usually when it comes to a big DC movie, it's always going to show up in Times Square. And this doesn't bend the rules. So, I mean, he could be in the picture, but he's not promoting it himself. His sister is. So, good on them. Good on them for doing that. Of course, we'll talk about that. I thought this was pretty funny right here. You know, whoever set this up, that's pretty good. That's pretty... <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, first, like, Superman crushes the can. Batman can't crush the can. And then, of course, he brings out the, the mech suit with the kryptonite spear. And then the tables turn. The tables turn. Nicolas Cage! Okay, this sounds awesome. This sounds... Pretty damn awesome right here. Nicolas Cage is starting in an A24 film, Dream Scenario. The film follows an uh, academic who is thrust into the limelight after he starts randomly appearing in people's dreams. What? That's a pretty trippy concept right there. So you got this guy who's really, really smart, just kind of just living his life, probably, you know, 
probably lives alone, probably doesn't have a mate or something like that, or a missus, you know, or a mister, well, it is 2023, um, and apparently he starts showing up, he starts showing up in people's dreams randomly, trippy, trippy, that sounds like a mind, mind fuck right there, a little bit, so I like that, and then don't be this, guys, don't be this, uh, apparently this, <laughs> I mean, I don't, it, it's sad because it, it does, it, it's tragic, but it's also like, well, she did it on her, she, she put it on herself. When it came, I just saw this and I was like, holy, holy crap. But apparently a social media influencer who extolled the virtues of a diet of raw tropical fruit has died reportedly of malnutrition, exhaustion, and infections. Yeah, I didn't really hear about this, but she was 39, and she does not look... Well, her body looks like it's 63, but, um, yeah, she died because all she was eating was raw fruit and wasn't getting all the nutrients, and uh, I guess her body just wasn't accepting it as much. So, I mean, obviously, we got some trippy influencers. A lot of people out there like to always talk about their diets and stuff like that, and it's like, you know what, just pick a diet that suits you. You know, I'm I, I, I'm not a vegan person. I very much uh, love me the meats. So, but it's just kind of like, whoa, that is, I mean, she looks, I mean, she's got tone, but she looks really skinny in that picture right there. And I was like, whew. But yeah, I mean, it's sad, but at the same time, it's like, well, she did it on herself. It's like, you have to, I mean, if you're going to take, a, if you're going to go hard on a diet, just check with your doctors, make sure everything is good, you know? Because I'm like, yeah, go for it. If a vegan diet's for you, just make sure you're getting your proper nutrients, which I'm sure a lot of a lot of them do. Because a lot of people going on vegan diet and they don't realize they're missing out on certain certain vitamins and nutrients and whatever the hell. So then they, uh, you know, they'll take something else to make sure they get those. I mean, there's ways to do all that. So, but yeah, it's just niche. Pretty crazy. And then, yes, you know, talking about, of course, Sucker Punch, like we just talked about right now, and a lot of people, of course, were always talking about Zach being like this evil misogynist. He just wanted to put young girls in skimpy outfits and everything, and he's like exploiting them and whatever. It always, I always go back to when Jenna Malone said this. Well, a lot of people go back to this Jenna Malone interview right here when it comes to Sucker Punch and it's, she, it's very well said right here. To me this is a film that was written by a very horny 12 year old boy it has all the fantasy stuff that a, a young boy of that age would, would see sort of even this asshole was for sick. you guys playing what is in many ways an idealized sort of fantasy of, of, of beauty and, and sexiness and, and all those things whether it's quite sounds like he's having more of the uh, kind of the fantasy right? Know that you're going to get it right. Well you know projecting. Uh, I think it's a little it's a little limiting to say that it comes from a 12-year-old boy's mind because yeah. I know when I was a 12-year-old girl, I was also imagining fantastical characters, mm -hmm. fantastical heroes. I was imagining myself as many different women, many different types of women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I imagine the ultimate version of myself, it's not, you know, me in sweatpants sort of like, you know, like rolling around on the ground. It's me as like some sort of fantastical superhero that's mm -hmm. like, you know, sexy and confident and powerful and vulnerable there and all of these different things. So. I think that it's, you know, it's it's operating on many different levels of, yeah. of a fantasy, and I don't think that it's isolated to a teenage boy, or you would have to call me a teenage boy, because these are absolutely part of my fantastical imagining. Okay, we don't have to watch, watch the whole thing, but I just love how she was like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? It's like, so yeah, that's the way that it was back then, but, you know, 
Obviously, when Variety got a hold of it, they were like, Zack Snyder says uh, Sucker Punch being called exploitative was disheartening, which it was. You know, that's what he also said in that same interview that I was talking about before. Because, you know, that was that was the case back then. A lot of people are like trying to do that. And then, of course, it gets brought up every now and again. It gets brought up uh, every now and again when it comes to Sucker Punch, you know, those assholes that like to turn against them. I always try to say that. They always try to put, they always try to pin that on them. But again, it's projection. A lot of projection happens nowadays where people project what they're thinking onto somebody else. You know, take notes, people. Take notes. <laughs> Just saying. Ah, this is pretty cool. The Dark Knight, you know, obviously uh, Detective Comics reimagined right there through art by Mr. Majumder. Again, you know, I'm bad. But look at this, guys. Ah! 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 McFarland Toys showing off an awesome statue that has to do with the very first cover of Superman Action Comics. Man. Action Comics number one right here. Resin statue. That, oh, I wonder how much that is because that is going to be definitely something to grab right there. Holy shiza. Man. Keep on going, keep on going. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg says Instagram's Twitter rival app has lost more than half its users. Yep, I mean, people are, you know... I mean, it's okay, because it doesn't have what Twitter has. I mean, that's that's or what X has, whatever you want to call it. I still call it Twitter. I don't give a shit what Elon Musk says. But it's like, yeah, of course, it's not going to. Everybody who just like, follow me over here, guys, come with me. And then only like five people come with you as opposed to, you know, your whole group. I mean, let's face it. I make fun of it all the time because... I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised, like, the next time that people say Twitter or RIP Twitter, guess what? They're going to be like, okay, there's going to be another, yet another Twitter app that's going to, another Twitter alternative that's going to pop up, too. I mean, I don't know how many there are now. I mean, obviously, Threads has more of a chance because it's Zucky Pants. So you just got to pick your poison. And so it's one of those things where you got to pick your poison. You either go with the alien, that is Elon Musk, or the robot, that is Mark Zuckerberg. Both of them are sucking data out of you, though. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know what we're thinking. Like, oh, yeah, Elon Musk is so evil. I'm like, yeah, Zuckerberg's not? <laughs> All right. I mean, again, you just got to pick which, which one is going to be sucking your data out of you. You know, it seems like, seems like Zuckerberg probably, since he's a robot, he gets fueled on data. I think Elon is selling the data to the other, to the Galactic Federation that's out there. Maybe that's what's going on, you know, because they're both, yeah. I don't think they're both, yeah, they're, they're not both aliens. I think Elon's the alien, Zuck, Zucky Pants, he's the, the robot. Just when you look at his dead eyes, the guy has fucking dead eyes. Um, Elon looks like an alien and sounds like an alien. Uh, so he's sending your data out into space while Zuckerberg is just thriving on his power source is your data, his power source. But it's just kind of funny because, yeah, everybody wants to leave Twitter or X, but it's like, no one's actually doing that. No one's actually doing that. All right. Keep on going. Oh, speaking of evil, <laughs> but this is kind of funny. Well, shit. 
Well, according to this right here, Disney reportedly scanned all the WandaVision background actors' faces and bodies to create digital replicas. The actors didn't give permission, were not paid, or know when the replicas are being used. <gasps> there you go. They're all evil. Everybody's evil. They're all feeding off of us. That's what happens. We're doing this. I'm sure they're all doing this. But I'm kind of wondering... Because I don't know, like, the complete source when it comes to all this, but we shall scroll down. Have you, uh, have your hands out, have your hands in, look this way. Okay, so this is basically what they were telling right there, and this is the article right here. It says, have your hands out, have your hands in, look this way, look that way. Let us see your scared face, let us see your surprised face. What if I don't want to be on Mario Vision or Sarah Vision? I fear that AI is eventually going to weed out the background actors they won't have any use of us anymore i know that's pretty much what's being fought for when it comes to the strikes but yeah they're all just like scanning i mean i'm sure all of them are doing that there's probably like a small little clause in the contract that does say it i mean i know like these actors are saying like they didn't tell us i'm like uh, there probably is something in the contract that you didn't see and they probably worded it where you made sure that you didn't see it but I'm pretty sure that it's probably still in there. But at the same time, like what some of these actors are saying, it's like, all right, if you're going to use my digital likeness, I should get residuals for it. That's the thing. And these companies were trying to squeak by, trying to think like they, they, they can't pay people for their likeness. It's like, eh, unless in the contract it goes, well, if you sign this, you're selling your likeness to us. Kind of makes me wonder when it comes to those contracts that they sold. But yes. They're all probably doing this. They're all evil. <laughs> Every one of them is evil. Going back to what I was just saying when it comes to when it comes to social media, just sucking up your data, like, uh, you know, just feeding off the data. Now we got all this. I mean, soon we're just going to be all in pods like in like in Wally. We're all going to be fat and just looking at screens and moving around in chairs and wearing just the same color jumpsuit on a spaceship somewhere. It's going to be a good life. Well, let's look forward to it, folks. Look forward to it. We'll all be a bunch of Lizzo's. All right. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I had to go back to that. And did you guys see the featurette for Blue Beetle? I'm impressed. More, the more I see for Blue Beetle, the more I'm hyped for it. I can't wait to see it. I'm actually very much impressed. Impressed about Blue Beetle because this little featurette that got released yesterday or the day before. I can't remember, but I think it was yesterday. It's pretty good. First off, the costume is just, again, freaking, it's just so freaking awesome. But just some of the VFX of this whole thing. Like some of the fighting, let's see, let's go to some of the fighting right here. So some of the fighting right here and the VFX just look really, really good. They look really, really good. It's got an alien mind. It can make weapons that we don't even know exist. But of course, of course, did you guys hear that? You guys know how much I love it. You guys know how much I love it, right? But created by one of the most ancient civilizations in the cosmos. The suit's got an alien mind. It can make weapons that we don't even know exist. Let's go! Of course, you know, it's a young kid, so they have to do that. Let's go! Again, I blame Tom Brady. 
Jeez, of course he had to say it. Yeah, and I'm like, God, it's it's just gonna be in everything, no matter what. It's just gonna be in everything. Fucking guarantee you that Superman Legacy, we're gonna hear Superman go, "Let's go." <sighs> anyways, all right. I won't go off on a rant. I swear, I won't. I won't. But anyways. Like, let me show you what I can do. Actually, let me show you what you can do. Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Nice huh? choice. Cool, 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 cool. Look at that shot right there. That looks pretty sweet. I probably should mute it because, you know, probably that music is uh, going to get the copyright. So they're just basically just talking about that's pretty funny looking right there. But I'm impressed by the VFX and the fight choreography. There's a shot that was like earlier that was pretty damn cool. So, I mean, I'm just pretty impressed by the VFX right here and the way it's being filmed and whatnot. I think it looks pretty damn cool. Like I'm getting more hyped for the movie. Definitely getting more hyped for the movie. That shot, that right there, that's badass. Come on, that that's a good shot right there. You see that? Right there, whoop, 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 boom. That's cool and that looks like it's a one shot. That looks like it's a one-shot right there. And I'm like, all right, that shot looked pretty sweet. The choreography right there looks just pretty damn sweet right there. And then, of course, he talks about, you know, it's all about family, you know, because, you know, it uh, just tapping into that Vin Diesel Fast X money. Anything helps, you know? So there you go. But I just thought that looked pretty sweet. I'm more hyped for Blue Beetle. Can't wait to see it. Okay, Tobey Maguire says getting to work with Andrew and Tom on Spider-Man No Way Home was really special. It kind of reinvigorated my interest in performing. It felt like a real brotherhood. Okay, again, Sony, Marvel, Studios, Disney, whatever the fuck. You are struggling right now when it comes to your multiverse saga. What is working, as I will always say, is the Spider-Verse it's all multiverse. It's still multiverse. Just invest in it. Give the two others their movie as well as Tom. You can have the Spider-Verse. You have Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. I don't know why they're not tapping into it. If the if every one of these actors are down for more Spider-Man, tap into it. They can even, like, create stories that that just work with each other. And then they, we have another Spider-Man movie that has all of them with Miles Morales, with maybe even another Spider-Man. I don't know. I just think they're leaving money on the table if they're not going to capitalize on the fact that all three of these actors still want to do some more Spider-Man. Anyways. Yeah, give Andrew the third movie. Give Andrew the third movie. Give Toby his fourth movie. Do all that. And then, of course, give Tom his fourth movie as well. But I'm just saying, with everything that's, uh, you know, with the struggles with uh, the MCU right now when it comes to their multiverse saga, that's the thing that is working very well. That's the thing that worked very well. And, again, Across the Spider-Verse is working very well. So just go into it. Give them the movies. But then they, they already have everything all planned and everything like that. And they probably can't break the plans of Lord Kevin Feige because, you know, Secret Invasion worked very well at the end, didn't it there, Kevin? You had something, and then you had to go and do a Super Scroll battle that was cringe, horrible to look at, and just had no weight to it at all. Ugh. Ugh. So bad. 
fucking series had so much potential, but no. Oi. But yeah, give those, uh, give them. All right. <laughs> I mean, I woke up today. I woke up this morning. Obviously, nobody was expecting this to come out because naturally, no actors or anything are taking interviews, press junkets. Nothing's really, you know, nothing's happening. Hollywood is kind of shut down. It is amazing how there's still news, there's still things where actors have said things in past interviews. Or It's just pretty amazing that it almost seems like a lot of these, you know, websites, publications and whatnot, they, they prepared for the absence of actors being able to promote their movies with old interviews that weren't released. And they're just releasing them now because I was not expecting to hear Gal Gadot confirms that Wonder Woman 3 is happening in the DCU with James Gunn and Peter Saffron. Like, what? How? When the hell? What the, the? They're on strike. How is she even doing this? Well, obviously, we got the articles and we got all the Twitter handles that, that do like a summary of that just thrown all over the place. I mean, I literally, I was like, I woke up and I decided to look at my phone which I try not to do first thing in the morning, but it's hard sometimes. And I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed yet. So I just kind of glance at the phone and all of a sudden you see that and you go, what the hell? And then naturally I'm like, all right, well, got to find the source. Got to find everything. Obviously people are sending me shit. They're like, what do you make of this? They're tagging me in posts. And I'm like, okay, we got to look in, you know, where is all this from? And, uh, well, I mean, it's from comicbook.com. It's from Chris Killian who posted this right here, and it just kind of makes you wonder. It's like, wow, were you guys just, you guys are just holding on to this because obviously, I mean, again, smart, because, you know, a lot of these publications have to survive this strike when there's not much to, they can't interview any actors or writers or anything anymore. They can really just talk to directors, and that's about it. But here's here's the, uh, here's the, the clip right here that was released that everything was sourced from. And uh, we'll just uh, show this right here of Gal talking about Wonder Woman 3. Now, Gal, you don't need me to tell you this, but you have masterfully embodied Wonder Woman, and we all love you in the role. Uh, yesterday was announced that DC has cast the new Superman in Lois Lane, and I would love to get your thoughts on the new casting. And are you hopeful to continue your work in the new DC universe as Wonder Woman? I love portraying Wonder Woman. It's it's so close to and dear to my heart. From what I heard from James and from Peter is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 together. And the new cast, I saw that they were testing, doing different screen tests, but I don't know who got it, but it seemed like everyone were super legit and talented and like great. So um, I'm happy for them. It's such a huge take on and it's such an exciting beginning uh, to any actor. And I wish whoever it's going to be the best of luck. The best of luck. So she saw screen tests. So that was like another part of this whole thing was like she saw screen tests like Superman and Lois screen test as well that's pretty interesting but one of the things because right off the bat right off the bat when it came to uh this news being put out there is a lot of people were suspecting that oh no no she just said you know it's in development yeah it's in development which yeah we all know that 
many movies that go into development don't actually end up showing up on the big screen. Sometimes they just they 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 remain in development limbo like all the time. It's just they put it over there and they're like, yep, we'll get to it one of these days. But it never happens. So that was like the first thing was like, okay, yeah, it's development. Then a lot of people were thinking like, oh, she's producing. Is she producing? Is that what's happening? She's producing Wonder Woman, a Wonder Woman, a new Wonder Woman for the DCU. But then I was like, no, she literally says Wonder Woman 3. You know, she says Wonder Woman, it's it's so close to and dear dear. to my heart. From what I heard from James and from Peter is that we're going to develop a Wonder Woman 3 too. See, Wonder Woman 3. So I was like, okay, so if it's Wonder Woman 3, it's definitely not going to be like a rebooted Wonder Woman and she's just going to be a producer on it because I was kind of wondering that too when it came to what I was seeing on my feed when it came to this. I'm like, well, maybe that is correct. She's going to be a producer on it and boost the new Wonder Woman or whatever the hell, but it's actually Wonder Woman 3. Ugh. All right. So that was the... Together. And the new... So let's see, let's, uh, let's, let's see, did I have something else? Oh yeah, I did. Um, so then of course, naturally I put out the poll of like, uh, well, there was a lot of, of course, madness. It just got crazy, of course, on the feed. Everybody was like, what the hell? It's so confusing. It's this, that, and this. And my take on the whole thing. Well, again, you can go back to the whole Hugh Jackman, Wolverine thing and that universe that guy that thing went all over the place and now Hugh Jackman is back in the MCU and everybody's celebrating it it's not exactly the same though because when it comes to the Fox universe a little bit different I mean even it it, it became like a joke at one point and then of course it kind of died off and Hugh Jackman did get a send-off he got his he got his send-off his swan song he got the send-off but of course we all wanted to see him of course in Deadpool and we wanted to see that back and forth and he wanted to see that Ryan Reynolds wanted to see that we all wanted to see that so obviously he's going to be back and that's perfectly fine I could see like why people are celebrating but when it comes to this after announcing a completely a supposedly completely different DCU slate it does beg the question of like all right so James Gunn never said it was a full reboot. Never did. I mean, it was funny because a lot of people are saying that he did say a full reboot. I'm like, I don't remember when he actually said it was a full reboot. It just seemed like it was leading that direction. But then, of course, we still got Peacemaker Season 2. We got Amanda Waller with Viola Davis. That's still happening. Uh, You know, so it's just like, okay, so what's going to stay and what's not? I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of the responses I got, too, when it came to things was like, well, why couldn't you keep Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck? First off, I think Ben is just done. I think he's got his own production company. He's doing all. I think, you know, again, I always go back to that interview when he said, like, when he when it came to his Batman script, his friend, his trusting friend that he gave it to said, if you make this, this will kill you. So I think Ben is just essentially done. But then, um, but if there's something in the future that, that where if he were to come back, I think he'd be down for it. But when it comes to anything that's going to require him to be on set and in the costume a long time, he's not down for it. Cavill, on the other hand, yes, Cavill definitely did get screwed over when it came to the old regime. And, uh, and then of course, James Gunn was like, well, I'm going to go a different direction when it came to that i know a lot of people were like well if they're gonna keep her why couldn't they keep him and i'm like well i think it's just because it's i don't know i mean 
at the same time when I'm going, all right, the people who are like upset about that, I'm like, did you want him? Did you want Henry Cavill to be in a James Gunn Superman movie? I'm like, you got to pick one. You don't like James Gunn, but you wanted Henry Cavill to be in the James Gunn movie. I, that's what I, 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 that's the thing when it comes to the, the, to the fandom. It was like when black, when he came back, back for black Adam, a lot of people were throwing shit at it because he had the curl, the costume didn't look right to people. And he had the John Williams score and people were just like, fuck that. Fuck him. There was like a lot of people that turned on Henry Cavill for doing that. And then all of a sudden it's just like turns around like when he, it's not, I don't know. Again, the hypocrisy is just all over the place when it comes to fans and everything like that. To me, I was just like, happy he was back. Let's see what happens. I would be okay if he was going to be in the James Gunn Superman Legacy movie. I'd be perfectly okay with it because I don't have hate like that. But it was just kind of weird. But then, okay, so when it comes to Gal, the biggest thing, the biggest thing when it comes to this whole thing when it comes to, to Gal Gadot is when in Wonder Woman because it just it there's just something that does it there's something not right something does is not adding up when it comes to this because yes I get it she loves the character that's the character that really put her on the map I mean yeah Fast and Furious put her on the you know put her on the map but then Wonder Woman parlayed her like Zack Snyder casting her just bam just put her just skyrocketed her but the, the thing that just puzzles me it's like okay so what was going on when it came to Shazam and the Flash, she showed up as Wonder Woman in two movies this year and did not promote it once, did not talk about it once, not even in interviews. Is there anything, nothing mentioned about her cameos in Shazam or The Flash? Nothing, nothing at all. Her scenes, and I'm like, okay, so why was that the case? Was there something in the contract where she was not going to do that because it was the old regime? And the new, there's just the, the logistics on that just baffle me. And I'm just kind of, that's why when the fact that she never promoted either one of those cameos as Wonder Woman, I went, she's done. After the whole Patty Jenkins thing, she's done. And then maybe she's just like holding out. And then this gets put out there. I don't know. She was holding out because she wants to get a payout because her contract obviously isn't up when it comes to her playing the character. I'm pretty sure the contract she was supposed to play more, like get Wonder Woman 3, that was in the contract. So maybe there's something when it comes to that. It just, that's the part that still baffles me. It's like, okay, if you're all about the character and you've been working with Gunn and Saffron, why was there no promotion for Shazam or the Flash, because Saffron, that's his baby. The Shazam was his baby. That was, he produced that. When it came to Gunn, Gunn was promoting the shit out of the Flash, so why wasn't she saying anything? But then when it came to Fast X, her cameo in Fast X, she talked about it. She was all like, hey guys, I'm back. Look at me. I mean, naturally, yes, there's future movies that she's going to be in when it comes to the Fast franchise. But supposedly, if this is all true, there's going to be future movies in this franchise. So again, why no talk about the cameos? That's the part that really just baffles me right there. It really just baffles me. I don't know. Yeah, and the reputation of Gaul's take on Wonder Woman is through the mud because of Wonder Woman 84 and her cameos this year. Like, she made it a lot more sense to rec... Yeah, it made a lot more sense to that. Yeah, the lack of promotion feels weird. It does feel weird, right? I mean, it's just, it's just strange. What's going on, Rhea? Good to see you. <clears throat> if you ain't keeping anyone from the previous uh, DCEU... 
then get rid of all the characters, including Waller. Yeah, but you have Viola Davis. You want to keep her. I mean, that's the thing. Again, Gunn never said it was going to be a full reboot. People just put just assume that. I mean, I, 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 I was just going, eh, it's leading to that. It's just very odd. And a lot of people are just kind of going like, does this work? Does it not? And, and again, it's like, well, me personally, I'm like, all right, yeah, if Cavill and Affleck are not going to be the new, you know, they're not going to be in this world, why have her? And I still don't think it's going to happen. If I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's still going to happen. Like this, this, this interview was like almost two months ago. This was like the day after that Corin Sweat and Brosnahan got cast. I mean, this is a while ago. This wasn't recent. This was a while ago, and I don't know why it just just popped off, of course, right now. But I mean, and it's just kind of weird. Like, okay, so what? They were they gave the they got the okay to release this now, and I always was hearing that if Patty Jenkins wasn't going to be involved with Wonder Woman three, then Gal Gadot was not going to be involved with Wonder Woman three, and then of course the um, the Paradise uh, what's the Paradise Lost that's going to be part of the new DCU slate, which is going to be a prequel. It's going to be a prequel. It's not going to have Diana. It's just going to show, you know, the Amazonians and, you know, obviously show the heritage and all that stuff. Stuff that we saw, of course, in the Wonder Woman movies. And they kind of wonder, it's like, well, is Connie Nielsen going to be in it? Um, is, uh, you know, what's her name going to be in it, too? I just can't remember. Uh, uh, Robin Wright. Is she going to be in it, too? That was always the question. So it's all just a, it's all just a bit confusing. And there hasn't been any word from, of course, Gunn. There hasn't been any word, you know, even responding to us when it comes to Gal Gadot now. I mean, it's all it's just a weird thing that's all happening right now. It's just I can't even understand it. And, you know, when it comes to even but then there's also this too right here that a lot of people are bringing up as well when it comes to this whole situation. We have James Gunn, of course, responding to people. And like I said, this was like from like, you know, end of last year, earlier this year. It says looking forward to the new projects, but I'm disappointed you guys let Henry and Gal go. So, and then of course he said, we didn't let Gal go. Ezra's movie is already made. Henry doesn't fit what I have for Superman. So there was that. And then there was this right here. Any word on Gal Gadot? Did you have a meeting with her yet? And by the way, thus will be interesting. Let's, of course, that person has to say, let's go. God damn it, people. You guys have to follow all this. Anyways. And they said, yes, we met with her weeks ago. So, I mean, there was always that talk when it came to things. So he's actually said it before, like all that, you know. But, of course, there's going to be the people that say he's lying. And then there's going to people be, be the people that, you know, trust him 100 uh, percent. It's like po it's like politics. It's kind of annoying. But um, so then let's look at some uh, some of the polls that I put out there. I mean, dare dare I even go down? I mean, I might. I might have to uh, go down the uh, the responses, the responses to the polls, because, you know, you know, people are like getting in little debates and arguments and whatever the hell. It's like one of those things. I tell you what, <laughs> fictional characters. So. All right. So immediately right here, let's go to the YouTube poll that has 221 views right here. And. It put 71% yes, 29% or 29% uh, yes, 71% no. Like I said, do you like the idea of Gal Gadot doing Wonder Woman 3 in the new DCU? So most people on Twitter or on YouTube says no. When it comes to Twitter, same thing. We knew that was going to be the case as well. There's almost 300 votes, 294 votes. We've got 66 to 34. So most people are like, 
uh -uh. you might as well just reboot the whole thing. And it's kind of interesting because it kind of makes you wonder, it's like, is this some kind of test? Did they say, yeah, put that out there to see how people reacted? Are they basing on what they're going to end up doing? Because again, when it comes to chapter one, at least when it comes to the DCU slate, and who knows when we're going to hear about chapter two or even the second half of chapter one, are we going to hear something about a Wonder Woman or more of a Wonder Woman kind of thing, like a, a, a movie that's going to be centralized around Wonder Woman. I mean, obviously, Paradise Lost, that has my attention because I think that's a cool idea to do just strictly be, you know, be on there on Themyscira. Have it on Themyscira, have it like Game of Thrones-like. I understand that. But eventually, you're going to have to have a Wonder Woman. And then, of course, people were already like, they were going way into the future when I was looking at my feet, they're going way in the future, going like, it's going to be weird for Gal Gadot to be standing next to the new Batman and Superman. And I'm like, are we, okay, so we're already talking about Justice League that's probably not coming out for another eight years. Way into the future. Before we already even know what's going on. And a lot of people were saying that about Jason Momoa as well. Well, they were like, okay, we're going to have Jason Momoa's, like, you know, Aquaman standing next to a new Superman and a new Batman and a new, you know, it was like, that was a weird thing, too. And that's up in the air as well. It's like, what's going on with Jason Momoa? Again, it's just messy right now. It's just messy. And I, all I'm saying is, like, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see, okay? Let's not start storming the castle. Let's not start, you know, throwing shit back and forth at each other. It's all just very, it's very, very... It's all just very odd, but we just got to wait and see what happens. Just got to wait and see what happens, you know? You know, obviously, um, one of the things I was thinking about, too, because, you know, somebody responded and said, like, said, like, this is this is kind of like somebody actually had this response and it was a weird one. I was like, no, that doesn't make sense, because a lot of people are, you know, when they when they want to jump into the into the debate, I don't think they think it through. But somebody actually said this would be like. Michael Rosenbaum coming back to play Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. I was like, no, it's not. That's not really that because Gal is still Wonder Woman right now. She was in two movies this year as the character. Michael Rosenbaum hasn't played Lex Luthor for years, and there's been numerous actors that's played Lex Luthor since. So that's not quite the same. Not quite the same. It's just kind of interesting because, again, uh, the people who are back in this, yes, you could play the whole Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, Fox, and now into MCU level to it because none of that makes sense. But we all love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. We all love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. So, I mean, no matter what happens, I'll be down. If she's still in it, cool, because she is a fantastic Wonder Woman. She's awesome. She's amazing. Wonder Woman. Zack Snyder's just like BBS, you know, Wonder Woman 84, and, you know, that was kind of a miss, even though there's some good moments in there. But she's, she is the definitive one. Even, like, the cameos that she's had, I mean, they, it's still just always great to see her. It's always great to hear the music. I mean, she has her own theme. You hear that theme, it, you know it's Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. But So I'll be okay with whatever the whatever they choose. I'm like, because, obviously... Um, I mean, there's, uh, it's what's so weird. We're, we're, we're at a point when it comes to these movies where it's so saturated and it's so, um, I mean, I remember there was even, I think it was Christian Harloff that brought up that, that got a lot of, I, I didn't respond to it, but he had the, he posted a clip on his, from his podcast a couple of days ago talking about that, that the John Williams score should be 
the every Superman's theme that that should be universal. And his argument is just like the Bond theme is like universal, you know. And I see like the point, but at the same time, I'm like, nah, it's not the same. It's not the same kind of character. When it comes to Bond, it's just like, all right, Bond is just mainly it's just every movie is just a different Bond adventure. And usually they don't connect with each other really at all. Now, the Daniel Craig ones did connect. There was an actual like beginning and end, which I thought was cool. It was different. But of course, it still had the dun 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 dun. dun you know, it still had that, even though. Every move, every one of those movies had a different opening Bond song that was sang by a different, you know, songwriter, you know, vocalist, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, they always had to like a different opening with like a different Bond song. But when it comes to like the, the Superman thing, my argument is, is like, well, we had the John Williams score. And then anytime there was like different iterations, like there was even Superman, there was a uh, Superman themes before it. There are Superman themes after it. So we're already used to just not having the same Superman theme for for every super Superman iteration. We're already used to it. When it comes to Bond, it's just, yeah, it's synonymous. Synonymous, yes, every Bond always had that. Now, if they would have kept it throughout, then we probably would have been used to it. But we're, you know, we would already been like programmed to be like, all right, John Williams theme 100 percent should be for every Superman, every different actor. But that's just not the way it is now. We have just different themes for all the different iterations of Superman. So when they try to bring it back and try to tack it on Henry Cavill, it just did not work in in a lot of our eyes, you know? So, but when it comes to Gal Gadot, if they were to actually do a Wonder Woman 3, that's not going to be a direct sequel. I mean, let's face it, though. Wonder Woman 84 wasn't didn't feel like a direct sequel either. So they might just take the route of like, oh, we're just going to do a third Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. We're going to go balls out and just have like this crazy, awesome movie. And maybe it'll be put into, uh, you know, it could be put in an elsewhere, Elseworlds type of scenario. That could be the, the case, too. That's one thing that we that not a lot of people were talking about. This could be a DC Elseworlds type movie like the Batman, like Joker. This could be added to that as well. Hopefully Constantine, Keanu Reeves Constantine, but who knows? So it could be just placed there because, again, on the slate is just Paradise Lost, which is a prequel with no Diana. Could look at it like that. All right. Anyways, yeah. How are we, how are we going out there? Either she's not. Yeah, either she's just producing the new Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, I don't think she misspoke, though. I don't think she misspoke, RJ, to be honest. Uh, let's see what are you guys saying here. Adios. Okay, you're saying by Nighthawk, by, by Steph. It's some Elseworlds movie, in my opinion. Yeah, see, that's where I just kind of got to right now. They need to recast. I love Gal, but still. Okay, now nah, you got to recast everyone. Everyone! What's going on, Rhea? Good to see you, of course. Let's see. Then I at first... Okay, we're talking about the Man of Steel thing. Yeah. Logic. By that logic, the Linda Carter and Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. None of the heroes have the same theme. You're not going to have... You're not going to see, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman jumping in the action. You know, we're not going to have that. 
It's just like when Danny Elfman, good old Danny Elfman, was like, there's only one Batman theme. No, there's not. <laughs> That's the thing. You might have the definitive one because it was used in Batman the Animated Series. I'll give you that. But Shirley Walker even kind of tweaked it a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's like there's not one... Uh, the Bond, the James Bond theme, they just kept it consistent. So it was just synonymous. It was just, that's the way that you just, you, you hear James Bond, you hear that theme. But it just wasn't like that when it came to at least these superheroes. That's where I think the, the argument is flawed because we've already had so many different, we've had different Superman themes. We've had different Batman themes, Wonder Woman themes. We've already had that. We never had a different James Bond theme. So it's already like programmed where we're like, all right, after 27 James Bond movies, you had the same theme. I don't even know if there was always in maybe the first, did the first one actually have it? Um, but yeah, it's like, who knows? But so when it came to Superman, there was a different theme before that. When it came to like George Reeves and the, the Max Fleischer Superman, he had different themes already. And then we had the John Williams one. And then there was different themes after it. It's just, it's just not going to work. You know, unless you go back in time and just continually, you know, and have them just use it for all the different super uh, Superman iterations. So, yeah, do what Antonio says. Hit that like thumbs up. The animated series version is better than Elfman's. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it's like it's like got the it's got a similar tone. But if you were to put them both together, they're not exact. They're not exactly the same. Shirley Walker did did uh, make it her own. Just kind of using the similar stuff right there. All right, so <sighs> let's all just relax and not get too crazy with it. We'll be all right. But if they're gonna go forward with this, I'm thinking it's got to be Elseworlds, right? Maybe Elseworlds, because maybe they would have to do that. I don't know. But it's just I still don't think it's gonna happen. But if it does, could just be Elseworlds, or they might just say like, "Fuck it, no one's gonna notice." <laughs> Which, you know, obviously we'd notice. And then speaking of James Gunn and animation and all this stuff. Well, first off, when it came, there was a Variety article that was talking about uh, Mr. Emmanuel Soto, who's, of course, the director of Blue Beetle, talking about the movie, which he could still talk about. They could, the directors can still talk about their movies, which that's good. And uh, glad that he's getting some support, like I said, with every little piece of footage the vfx and the the fight choreography is looking good i'm wondering if the humor is going to be annoying at sometimes probably but who knows i'm looking forward to it though but in that article and i'm not going to bring it up because you know it's a big long article i'm sure you guys saw it but there were some bullet points when it came to other things specifically of course aquaman and the lost kingdom <sighs> apparently it's going to stick to that december release date According to Peter Saffron and, and people, yeah, it's going to stay there, which it might not. I mean, obviously, they've been talking about the idea of postponing it yet again. This would be like, I mean, it's going to end up getting delayed more times than Top Gun Maverick. But the sad fact of the matter is, is Top Gun Maverick, that actually benefited it. I don't know if it would benefit Aquaman, too. But... I remember I was even discussing this with some people on the timeline as well. I was like, well, they are, are they've already poured in so much money in this. If they delay it more, it's just going to lose more money. It's going to lose more money. So why delay it even more? You shouldn't do that. Can't delay it even more. But when it comes to animation, now, first off, I remember on Mondays, 
show. I said, or, you know, there was a tweet that said, like, uh, James Gunn said that some of the DCAU, this DC animated stuff, which would, of course, be linked to the overall DCU and like, you know, and, you know, the creature commandos, which I, that that's going to be a show, I believe, or maybe it's going to be a movie. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's going to get released in theaters, but there was mention that yes, there would be some DC animated movies that would actually get a theatrical release, probably limited, but you never know. I mean, it, it, you'd be surprised. I mean, the fact that they haven't really tried to tap that market again, when it comes to just basic animation, just basic animation. I'm not, not talking about 3D stuff. I'm not talking about like DC Super Pets where you have all these celebrity, you got all these celebrity voices and everything, but you actually have a small DC movie that's just just the, the regular animation. No like, you know, computer generated real animation like that, you know, like how, uh, you know, DreamWorks and Pixar and all that stuff. But if you were just to have just a regular kind of animation in the movie theaters, you know, it would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there was, if just tapping into that market would actually benefit. How many times have you seen on the box office port of some anime movie that gets released? I mean, I know anime's like, you know, got a huge audience all over the place, but I, you will see no promotion of it really at all on anything, social media, TV. And you'll see like an anime movie just blow up at the box office. I mean, of course, yes, like I said, especially in like different countries, they're huge, but you just never know. So I think that's smart if they're actually going to do that. I mean, they already were smart about, you know, referencing comic books, but I'm just saying like, if you're going to tie things together with animation and then have a theatrical release, you never know. You could tap into a market that's been kind of forgotten, you know, because every animated movie, again, is a DreamWorks a Pixar, but if you have just like, you know, standard animation and maybe it could be something, I don't know. But, uh, and then there was this right here because obviously when it came to Comic-Con and of course, you know, James Gunn, he's on threads, not on Twitter. So he's answering in there. But, uh, a lot of people were wondering when it came to the justice league crisis on infinite earths saying it's a DCU movie. And of course he said like, no, they messed up. It's been corrected. So there was that right there too. I mean, there's, that's pretty much, you know, the, the whole thing of it. James Gunn clarifies DCU timeline mistake after justice League movie announcement. So there was that too. But again, I mean, I'm just kind of, I mean, yeah, that, 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 those two announcements. And we talked about it on the Vodka stream when it came to that and Watchmen, it's going to be interesting. We, I mean, we already know that Alan Moore is not going to like the Watchmen movie. Probably not at all, but he, but he might, you never know. Um, but when it comes to crisis on infinite earths, when it comes to what's going on with the DCAU right now, I mean, they're already rushing to that. That's pretty interesting. But again, when it comes to animation, I think that, uh, you know, there, there's potential there and to put it on the big screen. I think that that could be a good idea, but <clears throat> it just seems like it's been a long time since that Japan probably doesn't have a massive advertising push for these Western blockbusters either. Yeah. You know? Creature Commandos is going on IMAX. There you go, Ryan. That's the spirit. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to the trailer for Aquaman 2, I mean, I'm assuming that maybe in front of Blue Beetle could be it too. If I were to have to wait eight years for a JL film, Gal will be closer to 50 than 40. So her playing DCU Wonder Woman makes no sense. Yeah, it's probably not going to be the case. Again, you got to start thinking about the other alternative. Everybody's just going, Gal, Gal is the DCU Wonder Woman. It's like, we don't know that. We're all just jumping to the conclusions. It really depends on how you feel about the whole situation. That's what I've noticed. Like looking at people, like people, 
you know, on the timeline, I'm like, all right. And even like people who respond to me, you click on their, on their profile and you see like, what do they tweet? Ah, okay. They tweet nothing but Snyderverse stuff. So naturally they hate James Gunn. They do all that. Okay. So that makes sense. You know, it's just, it's always funny when I get, uh, cause I get a bunch of reactions to this on both sides of the whole argument. You know, the people that love James Gunn and the people that hate James Gunn and just the way that they tweet, you could tell like how they react to it. And it seems like, seems like people who are not happy about what things are happening right now, they're all just, we're all just like attached to the idea that she is the DCU Wonder Woman. And it's like, well, she might not be. It could just be an Elseworlds thing. And maybe they're just going to wrap up her story because there's potential there. I don't know. It's all, it's all just very weird. But like I said, just wait and see. Just got to wait and see. SAG-AFTRA! Celebrities coming out. After Dwayne Johnson did it, a lot of celebrities have been doing it too. Donating to the foundation to help the actors and actresses who are picketing and striking. And they're all donating money and they're all donating a lot of money, which is great. This is just a list right here from Discussing Film. There's actually more than that. I think I, there's more names that have been donating to, of course, the, uh, the relief fund for these actors. But right now, off the top, Oprah, Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Leonardo, uh, Matt Damon and his wife, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, Hugh Jackman, and his wife, Deborah. So, I mean, that's just something I think Clooney also did it too. Seth MacFarlane donated too. Basically, I think Fran Drescher said, Fran Drescher, she actually said that, oh yeah, we we're, we have enough money raised where they could, they could, they could strike for a bit and these actors and actresses can still be okay and put food on the table and, you know, have some, have some money while all this is happening. And again, we're supposed to be getting more negotiations happening on Friday, apparently when it comes to all this. So hopefully that is, but it's great. I was hoping that that's what I was hoping when Dwayne Johnson gave like over a million dollars of his money to the, the, to the foundation, to the relief fund. I was hoping that more celebrities were going to do the same thing. And they are because yes, there's a lot of these actors who are very well off and they can afford to, Hey, here we go. Throw some money at the people who are living in shoebox apartments in you know, the great city of LA. Yeah. But then we have Stephen Amell. <laughs> I told you guys it was coming. Told you guys it was coming. I mean, I think anybody assumed that that was coming. Uh, I hate being one of those guys. I told you, I think we all suspected that Stephen Amell was going to, of course, release a statement, which he did, but then he also went on TMZ, and that's what we're going to be watching right here. And and it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, Stephen, you're just, ah, ooh, ee. Oh, no. What are you doing, Stephen? But here we go. Guys, taking the time, um, you know, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a little bit of a of a quiet moment and try to unplug a little bit. Yeah, but I'll, I'll you tell should. You, what, um, you know, I will do anything within my power, and if that's if that's being the first one across the line a little bit, no pun intended. If that is gonna help this process, then. I'm more than happy to take those slings and arrows. Um, I don't consider myself to be a martyr, and frankly, I would have preferred that these comments never became public, but they did, and here we are, and hopefully it can just lead to a broader discussion, and we can get people back to work. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. <laughs> broader discussion. So, you know, try to clarify 
didn't do really a good job. But uh, I mean, you know, we all knew it was gonna be ha- it was gonna happen. It was gonna definitely. It's just like okay. Um, there was another thing that was mentioned too when it came to uh, Stephen Amell, like when he released a statement. He wishes that he wishes that his comments remain private. Um, look around, Stephen. It's 2023. You're at a convention where you're on stage with people asking questions and whatnot. Did you not think that there was going to be people that were going to be holding up one of these and recording? Did you not think that? Yes, I get it. You wanted your comments to be remained private, but welcome to 2023 where everybody has one of these strapped to their asses. And if they weren't like telling people to not record, that was going to happen no matter what. It wasn't going to remain private. <laughs> it's like, hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny. It was like I was listening to a podcast today, or, you know, Pete Holmes, uh, who's a comedian. He had a Kenan Thompson on, you know, Saturday Night Live. You know what Kenan Thompson is. He brought up an interesting, the way that he talked about the strike and the way he said it, because maybe even Stephen Amell, I'll even give him the benefit of the doubt. Because when Stephen Amell was like, he doesn't like the striking and it frustrates him. Kenan Thompson said it like this. He goes, I wish that the picketing for the striking wasn't the way that we had to approach this. As in, it's not the 1980s anymore. It's not how it once was. He just wishes, he said that he wishes that there was a different kind of way to approach this. But again, he was like, I don't know what the way is. But he just goes, yeah, just that whole thing. Just it's like, yeah, is that going to actually work? Just actually, you know, standing out there with signs. Is that actually going to work? And he just kind of brought up the idea of like, you know, that's that's been in the past, but we're in such a, an age now where everything's so connected and digital. I don't know. But I was just like, okay, okay, I see what he's saying right there. It's like, yeah, we wish there was like a different kind of way to approach this. But I mean, obviously striking and the union striking is and shutting down Hollywood is the best way. But I think he was like a, a the whole idea of just like being out there with the sign. It's just like that. Is so like that's such the old school way. Is there a different way? But I, but at the same time, there is the there is the use of social media and video and all this stuff. I mean, obviously, but but Stephen Amell, it just yeah, he just needs a. But yeah, exactly. What is the other way, plush? But I get what he's saying because he, I even kind of thought about that too. I even kind of thought about that too. I was like, you know, people out there with their signs is like, is that really, is that doing something? I think, do you really need to do that part of it? Like actually do that? Or is it just like, can you just, just strike and then that be it and you're not going to be working and everything's going to be shut down and these studios are going to lose money. I don't know. It's all just such a weird thing. It's all just such a weird thing. Fuck unions. Wow. Sausage says fuck unions. You see the video, his co-star from the arrow arrow uh, was ten- I didn't see that one. No, I didn't. Picketing works and has always worked. Yeah, but I could see why people are now going like, oh, does it does it still? They're questioning it. I could see that. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant. First off, hey, we're going to be getting uh, Paramount's trying to get the rights to the old TV show, right? And they're going to be showing it on, I think, Nickelodeon. If you have cable and... I think they're, it's going to be on Paramount Plus, too. They got actually the rights because you really cannot find those old episodes from the old TV show anywhere. But apparently we're going to be able to watch those now, which is great. It's absolutely great. And then hopefully you guys are going to be checking out Mutant Mayhem this week. Uh, it has potential to be another, you know, something. I don't know how much of an impact it's going to have, but apparently the budget was pretty low. Or was it low? I didn't even check the budget. I should have checked the budget more. But uh, I don't think the budget was, like, too crazy. But let's look at some of these reviews, at least. And it's currently kind of kicking ass right now. 94 and 94, that's right. Because, obviously, audiences have already seen it. Uh, screening started yesterday. So a lot of audience members have seen it already. 94 and 94 with a unique visual style and a story that captures the essence of the franchise's appeal, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is an animated treat for the whole family. That's good. All right. You know, let's start off with a bad review from the Denver Post. Mr. John Wenzel here. Simply being better than past failures does not make something good. While Mutant Mayhem does several things right, from its likable voice cast to its refreshed version of the, teen of the Turtles' origin story, it also gets stuck in the same gunk as the forebears. Mm. Not a teeny minute. Okay. This funny, fast-paced adventure could have a could have a punchier screenplay at, at times, and even cut down on the vomit jokes. Well, that's great. But it's hard to resist the endearing teen quartet of New York sewer-dwelling reptiles that are de facto mutant rat dad, and they're de facto mutant. Rat. I know. There was actually like a whole thing that, you know, uh, obviously the uh, that 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 fun side of, uh, you know, the of YouTubers and 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 people, they were passing around information that Splinter was gay. They found out that Splinter was gay. So, of course, they're already like making their thumbnails and their reviews about how woke this thing is. I mean, it was already went to town when it came to the April Neal thing, naturally. Uh, which, of course, you know, I could see some of the arguments, but for the most part, I was like, who gives a shit? But then there was like a whole like, I mean, I saw it and it was it was like people who seen it go. No, that's not that's not even the case. Splinter gay. I don't know. It was just very strange. Moving on. Mutant Mayhem is their finest hour and a half. It's a huge improvement from the live action trilogy from the 1990s and 2007's heinous TMNT. We got another bad one right here from New York Times. There's little complexity to the characters and no surprise to the plot. And even the messaging about tolerance, good intentions, and outsiders finding their blood is so unimaginatively expressed that it feels cliche. All right. And then we got a bunch of other good ones right here. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem brings the radical goofiness back with a propulsive, vibrant, anim animated flick that transforms franchise nostalgia into something invigoratingly new. And invigoratingly new. So here we go. We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is a heck of a lot of f -f -f fun. With style and attitude to spare, this playful and affectionate. Tribute to the quartet of pizza-craving heroes in Half Shell hits all the nostalgic notes while freshening the material for the social media age. These turtles are manic as hell and probably closer 
in spirit to the cartoons I grew up with with silly, irreverent, and way too hyper for parents. I like that. A lot of fun, especially during the third act, which is where it really hits its stride. As a lifelong TMNT fan, this new adaptation brought a sense of fun and style and I highly enjoyed. That I highly enjoyed. The animation and voice acting are top-notch in bringing forth a new generation of Ninja Turtles. So there you go. Everything's looking pretty good when it comes to at least that. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it. But uh, let's see. When it comes to box office, the only thing I found, which uh, was like on Twitter when they were saying like the box office pro predictions for the box office, it's saying that the three-day opening range is about 27 to 36 million. That's domestic. Five-day, 39 to 55 worldwide. Are and then it says when it comes to the domestic range of the actual movie, like the whole thing, it's like possibly just reaches up to 145. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because look at the two top movies that are, you know, we got Mario Brothers that's that passed the billion. And then we got Barbie. Would not be surprised if this movie took off, too. I just would not be surprised with the way everything's are. But maybe it's a little too close to the whole Barbenheimer thing because that thing taking the world by storm. But I'm just kind of wondering, like, how much how how many people are going to be flocking to this movie right here? It's probably not going to be as much, of course, but hey, I don't know if you guys are going to see it. I'm going to, I'm seeing it tomorrow with Miss Nighthawk. She wanted to see it, so I was like, all right, let's go see it. It should be interesting. Tell a friend. These critics love to hate movies because uh, these studios laugh in their face and told them, no, we're good. <laughs> Wasn't April originally envisioned by one of the original right? Yeah, there's a whole thing if you actually looked. Uh, back into that yeah a lot of people were like i don't know that was like a whole thing i, I covered it if you actually go back to the the video i did um where it was like yeah it seemed like it, it went it, it, like it was and then it wasn't and then yeah it was like the whole thing when it came to that april thing yeah there was like a whole back and forth that went into that whole thing um because well i mean it was like okay so they made april black and then people were like, well, actually, she was based on an Asian girl or something like that. It was like, so why don't they just do that instead? I don't know. I really don't care. It's like, if you're going to race Ben, just make it make sense. That's the way I look at it. It's just like, make it make sense. Don't just do it for the sake of doing it. You know, I mean, obviously, we've always talked about how Hollywood is just, you know, they see a ginger and they're like, get away. Change it. You evil, freckly person. The ginger. All right. So did I post this on there? Yes, I did. Okay. Let's, oh, I'm afraid. Let's go to the questions now. Bar yeah, Barbie is definitely killing it at the box office. It's going to reach a billion dollars likely this weekend. So that's the third weekend, and it's already going to be at a billion dollars. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah. They're already making a sequel, an animated series, continuing the story between the first and the sequel. Nice. So they're already like, they're already like, they already know that they have a hit on their hands, right? Because Seth Rogen was like, he was like, oh, this is how we're going to approach it. We're going to do it like this. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read off anything from YouTube now. Just one comment right here from Mike H. Will people still support Superman Legacy after seeing Gal? Gall staying as Wonder Woman and they replaced Henry. The people who are upset about the Henry thing are most likely not even thinking about supporting 
Superman Legacy, or at least most. The people who are going to support Superman Legacy don't even really know about that whole situation when it comes to, when it comes to uh, Cavill. Most of them probably don't even know. They're probably like, wait, I thought Cavill was, oh, okay, well, I'll check out the, you know, let's face it. There's a little uh, nerd bubble when it comes to that. There's a lot of, like, bubbling stuff. But I think, like, the people are, you know, and it's like, yeah, if you don't want to see it, don't see it. There's nothing wrong with that. Support it, support, or not support it. Nothing wrong with that. Just the proclamations. That's where I just, I always just kind of laugh. The proclamations of just, like, you know, people like, I'm going to post this, and that's how I feel. It's like, well, it's a super, you're not going to go see a Superman film. Fine. <laughs> Anytime, anytime there's like the boycott stuff, I'm not going to go see a movie. Wow, you're doing the Lord's work, you know? People are starving, there's war happening. <laughs> you're not going to go see a movie. <laughs> oh, watch out. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and see some Twitter questions right here. First off with Aaron Bailey. Do you think the studio is possibly coming back to the table with the guilds? That a new stipulation might be that no use of AI can replace actors or writers. I mean, that might be in some of the demands. Or I think if like if you sign the rights, you're you know to 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 have something when it comes to that. When it comes to AI, there's got to be something with residuals when it comes to that. I don't know, because I mean we already know like when when it comes to AI writing a script, you're gonna have to have a human being look over the script and make it make sense. Because I mean obviously AI is getting smarter like with every passing day it seems, but I don't know. Yeah, it could be something when it comes to that. There's got to be something when it comes to those demands. I think it's an important caveat that the guilds need to make with the studios to guarantee long-term cooperation. I agree. Claytalian, Dave, do you think it have been smarter for Gunn to, instead of putting Clooney at the end of The Flash, they brought back Affleck to film something? Maybe him and Ezra's Barry going to get lunch to kind of fulfill the promise? Yeah, that would have been, that would have been nice. I agree with that. But, I mean, I was okay with the gag. I get the gag that they were going for. And I laughed. But, yeah, that would have been kind of cool, you know, especially after that moment that they had. That moment that they had when it came to the last time we saw uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Eric, Dave, you say people are just assuming it's a total reboot. I got to say, if it isn't total, Gunn and WB are taking a big risk. I don't see how a selective reboot wouldn't look like a confusing mess, especially to mainstream audiences who don't uh, live and breathe CBMs. Just saying. I don't think, I don't even, I think if you were to ask, if you go to the mall and you were to ask five people who's Wonder Woman, uh, probably three of them at least would not know who's playing Wonder Woman, maybe even all of them. I don't know, there's that whole thing, but at the same time, I'm like, I think people just want to have just good movies, and if they see a Wonder Woman movie, they're like, okay, let's go see that. Again, I think we're, I think we're too busy in our own heads to not think about, I don't know. So if Wonder Woman 3 is a standalone like Logan or whatever, great. But I guarantee you, if she's the Diana of the Gunverse, folks outside our bubble will go, uh, yeah, well, I mean, but again, um, I don't think it's going to happen. And again, if it does happen, it most likely might just be an Elseworlds type. It should make a dark, dark, make a dark as fuck Wonder Woman movie. Make a dark movie where, make, do it. 
Fuck, can you imagine if Gunn was like, hey, Snyder, remember your, uh, your Wonder Woman movie idea that you had? You want to do that? You want to make Wonder Woman 1858? Let's do that movie. We're going to make it R-rated. That's right. We're going to make it R-rated where she's chopping heads off. She's getting bloody as hell. She is having lesbian sex with other people and sex, normal sex too. Just make it fucking R-rated and dirty and grimy and oh, do that. James Gunn, I dare you. Make that your Elseworlds movie. Sorry, I got a little excited. Ah, anybody else got a boner? All right, so. Luke, number one question. Do you, you actually think this movie is going to happen? I actually kind of don't. I really, I, I'm, I'm leaning on that it's not going to happen. Sam, how about a joint Aquaman Wonder Woman movie? To act as a trilogy. Yeah, you know what? I thought about this as well. I did. Th- I was I was actually thinking about this as I was preparing the stream today. I thought about, yeah, what if they were to just, like, send off both Momoa and Godot's characters with a, with a team-up movie, Amazonian for, uh, with an Atlantean. I mean, we had that awesome, that, that great moment when they were digging up Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League, and they had that that nice little conversation that would, that would be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Would not mind that. Mr. Ben Everts. I don't like the idea of keeping characters from the old DCEU yet. I don't mind if he keeps Godot. Mahershala Ali played uh, Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, and now he'll be Blade. Yeah. And no one has said a damn thing when Charlie Cox is a different kind of daredevil. That's very true too. There's also the Charlie Cox thing where it's like, you know, he's not going to be the same daredevil as we saw on Netflix. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio was not the same kingpin. Ryan, I've heard good things about the TMNT movie. Good things. Wondering if its uh, legs are nice as Barbie and could deflate. That could deflate Blue Beetle. Look what happened to Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Blue Beetle needs all the help it can get. Devon Wooter, hey Dave, who was the best villains in uh, Mission Impossible for me? It was Sean Harris and Henry Cavill. I'm just confused. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but I do like uh, Rupert, what's his name, from Mission Impossible 2. Again, I'm a fan of Mission Impossible 2 and will always defend it. I'm just confused for Wonder Woman 3. I'm happy Gal uh, Gadot back, but they can bring back Henry Cavill or well, like I said, I think that's just, yeah. I think Ben is just kind of like, no, nah, I'm, I'm I'm good for I'm good for now. Jacob, I thought everyone liked Gala's Wonder Woman and the first movie especially. Now everyone's trying to say she can't like the what? Huh? Now everyone's trying to say she can't like the what? What do you mean like the what? I don't know. I haven't seen, I've seen everybody just mainly. Okay. You might have to clarify that one, Jacob. I don't know. Like the what? Now everyone's trying to say she can't like the what? What is she liking? Darkness under the hood. Darkness under the. Oh, she can't act. How the hell did you get it to like? You got to check that autocorrect. 
People saying she can't act. Oh, yeah, some people have always said that. A lot of people have said that before. There's people that said that before, but not everyone was saying that. I mean, the people who, I mean, there's just people that like her and people think she's great. Most people think she's great as Wonder Woman. But yeah, there's always going to be those people that say that her act, they've been saying that for years. Acting is wooden and everything. There's no depth in her acting. They've been saying that for years. That's right. You got. You just got to, you got to look at both sides all the time. You always got to, you have to open that up. Because yeah, it's like, that's that's been a thing for a bit. Uh, Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, could you see Gal Gadot staying for the DCU as Wonder Woman, not just sparking confusion, but also causing the general audience to question the DCU if it will be a success and better than the DCEU? Eh. Could I see Gal Gadot staying? Yeah, I mean, I could see her staying. I prefer, I, I don't think that, I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of like, nah. I mean, that's, that, which I've established with this stream it's like i'm more about that but i but i wouldn't be surprised but if they go elseworlds and they you know conclude her story in like an elseworlds standalone movie fine but go fucking dark make it r-rated go bad i mean again just make it just like just go out with a bang david castillo my speculation is that gal returning hangs on the success of aquaman 2 <laughs> well if it's hanging on the success of aquaman 2 then she's there's that there's not gonna i don't i success in aquaman 2 is just not gonna that's two words that we're not gonna hear um after it comes out i don't think but just like moa's aquaman if it does good they'll keep them both and maintain what worked if it flops then they'll just recast both and start fresh dis distancing from the dceu Stylist, surgeon, if the DCEU crossers are Gal, Ezra, Jason, Journey, uh, and all this, I'll be happy. Okay. I don't think Ezra is definitely not coming back. Oh, boy. We got Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, I hope Blue Beetle really does well. I'm happy we're getting a live action, uh, but I'm a little worried that the villain is someone with the same powers. Well, yeah, I mean pretty much looks like that one of marvel's problems was a lot of its characters in their respective first films had enemies that mirrored their abilities yep that's definitely what it is personally i don't mind it because i don't need the first film to blow my expectations i just want it to be reasonably good but interest interesting enough for me to be invested in the characters, blah, blah, blah. I think James Gunn really said it best that we don't have superhero fatigue. We just have bad stories fatigue. So I think we just want to be excited and entertained. In my opinion, this is where Zack Snyder shined. I agree because he gave us something we didn't ask for and didn't think it was even possible. And we loved it. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I mean, if it's depending on Aquaman 2, I wouldn't depend on that. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Jamon Watson. I think James Gunn is going to get a lot is going to get a lot of explaining about this because there're going to be a lot of unhappy fans for this news came out and they won't him. Wow. A lot of typos. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to end up coming out sooner or later, right? And has to say something. And finally, Kevin, looks like we were wrong about Gull. Being out as Wonder Woman, maybe Gunn will put Wonder Woman 3 as an Elseworlds movie. That's where, yeah, instead of just being a part of uh, the DCU in order to make her happy. Thoughts? Yep, that's pretty much uh, what I was uh, thinking about earlier there. I mean, 
I, I just, to me, I'm like, that just sounds like the way to go. And I didn't really even think about that before I was just talking about it right now was the fact it's like, oh, yeah, you make it an Elseworlds movie. For her, go fuck, just make it R-rated and make it just crazy. Because then you would have three Wonder Woman movies that are just distinctly different in tone. Even though Patty Jenkins did the first two, let's face it, Wonder Woman 1 and 84, they have different tones. They're just different. I mean, the first Wonder Woman worked as like, you know, the Amazonian goddess, you know, the sword going after... Aries going after a god and the fish out of the water kind of scenario. And it was just she, she was like that badass. And then you had Wonder Woman 84. That was like the TV show. That was more like the TV show. The um, aesthetic of all that was like the TV show. So make the third one just dark, R-rated and just urgh. probably not going to happen. That's wishful thinking. You know, Godot probably doesn't want that either. But I'm like, do that or just, you know, or do the live action backstory that Zack Snyder made kind of wondering what Gunn thought about that James Gunn probably knows about that probably knows about the Wonder Woman 1854 58 54 right um yeah the Crimean War Wonder Woman he probably knows that story and he might be like you know what that's kind of cool I don't know again we just got to be patient folks we just got to be patient we just got to be patient all right, guys, that is the Wednesday stream. Members, like I said, will be, uh, where's the music? Come on. Uh, I got to get my, watch my, there it is. My God. Um, members, if you want to be a members only, you want to be a member and uh, pick my brain a little bit after this, become a member, and uh, I'll see you members in a little bit. Hit that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Follow me on all the sock meds that are around me if you want to support the channel in a different way. we got the Patreon right there. Like, again, I have like a 45-minute podcast by myself talking about all kinds of shit. If you want to go check that out. And, uh, yeah, guys, make sure um, make sure you're just uh, you're good. Make sure we're good. We're, we're, just be patient. Just be patient. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say about that. All right, members, I'll see you a little bit. Everyone else, I'll see you Friday for the Vodka stream, which, of course, we'll be discussing more about this with the panel, and that should be a lot of fun. All right, guys, members, see you in a little bit. Everybody else, talk to you later.